Thank you for joining me on the You Are Not For Everyone podcast. I am Jackie Henderson, and I'm a licensed mental health counselor with a specialization in holistic and somatic practices. On this podcast, we have real talk about mental health issues, including trauma, depression, anxiety, personality disorders, and much, much more. I hope that you'll enjoy the show. Let's get started. This is You Are Not For Everyone, and I'm Jackie Henderson. Today, we're talking about breaking an addiction. And the act of breaking an addiction is very, very difficult. And I applaud anyone that's even contemplating the idea of breaking an addiction that you have in your life because it takes a lot of determination and a lot of effort to get to the point where you know you need to make a life change. So this podcast today is to help you have some tips that will support you as you begin this journey of breaking an addiction and moving into a healthier place. First and foremost, you are probably leaving the pre-contemplation phase of your addiction. And addiction can be to anything. Addiction can be to alcohol, to drugs, to gambling, to sex, to eating, to a person to over-exercising, to staying really busy. Anything that is extreme in your life that you no longer have control over because it's starting to affect your work, your day-to-day functioning, your relationships, you're starting to notice a big shift and a strain in your everyday life because the addiction is taking on too big of a place in your mind and in your body and in your lifestyle. So pre-contemplation is when you're living in the addiction, you're partying, you're having fun, you're going to the casinos, you're eating lots of great food, you're exercising your butt off, but you don't know it's a problem. You don't know there's anything wrong. You're just living this extreme lifestyle. And this may be how you've always lived. This might be what your parents role modeled for you. It might be what your group of friends do. And you're not realizing that it's a problem and that's the pre-contemplation phase. You're just going about your business, but you're fully immersed in your addiction. So contemplation comes when you realize that you're starting to lose certain things in your life that were important to you before. You're not doing the things that you loved and you used to find important. Your relationships are strained. Your friends are worried about you. Your family's worried about you. People are starting to mention your addiction and saying you might have a problem and you may still be in denial of it, but all the people are saying it that are caring about you and that are around you. Your job is at risk. You're not doing well in school. You're not doing great with your relationships. Then the contemplation happens. Maybe this is an issue. Maybe just your health is failing. You're just tired all the time. You're irritable all the time. You're not pleasant to be around. You don't want to do anything. You've lost your energy. You've lost your drive. All these things could play into the contemplation phase of maybe this vice that I have is a problem. Maybe I do need to start really examining my relationship with drugs, my relationship with alcohol, my relationship with gambling, my relationship with sex. Maybe I'm in a place where I'm not taking very good care of myself and this is really affecting my life and it's maybe time for it changing. And then the next phase of breaking the cycle is going into a preparation phase. 
And this is where you start to prepare for breaking the addiction and breaking the cycle. How am I going to do this? What steps am I going to take? How am I going to do this? And I'm going to give you some tips today on how to prepare for breaking the addiction and how to get yourself ready and supported to break the addiction. And once you have a plan in place, then you move into action. You start doing what you plan to do. You make your plans work. You make your plans happen. You move into a place that you're actually quitting that alcohol. You're quitting the drugs. You're cutting way back on things. You're starting to change your lifestyle. New priorities are forming. And this uh, addiction that you have is no longer running your life and you are running your life. You are in charge. And the hope is that we go into maintenance phase. Maintenance phase is when you don't have to work so hard at quitting the addiction. It's not always there on your mind. It's not always tempting you. You are in a maintenance phase, so you're living your life wholeheartedly healthy, and the addiction is a thing of the past. However, it's important to know that in breaking the cycle, relapse often happens. We kind of slip back into our old ways sometimes. We might have that drink. We might meet up with that person, have a hookup. We might overeat. And these things happen when we're trying to be in recovery and trying to get our lives clean and straight because it's really hard to break the habit. And so when people relapse and they go backwards, they feel a lot of shame, they feel a lot of guilt, and it might be so much shame and so much guilt that they quit the quitting. They don't want to keep recovering. They just say, what's the point? I'm just going to slip back anyway. Well, it's a huge point. The huge point is that you are moving toward healthiness and you want to keep moving. And relapse is part of the work. Sometimes we slip back. And so I mentioned that. And any person you speak to in recovery will mention that relapse happens because we don't want you to feel the shame of it. We don't want you to feel the guilt of it. We want you to know that it happens, that most people relapse and that's okay. Just keep going. Keep going. You can do this and just get back on track and get back into your action phase and get back into your recovery phase. So here are some tips for getting sober, getting clean, breaking the habit. First is you have to recognize the relationships that you're in. Are you with supportive people or are you with people who just want to drink all the time? You're with people who just want to overeat all the time, people who actually enable your addiction and are not supporting your recovery. So you want to take a good look at your relationships. Are these people supporting you or are they enabling you? Are they seeing your sobriety and your healing as a positive thing? Or are they worried that you're going to leave the group and look down on them because they're staying in their addiction or they're staying in their vice? So you want to make sure you surround yourself with people who are supportive and on a healthy path, path as well. You want to reconnect with the people that matter. Sometimes when we become addicted to something, we either isolate ourselves, we get a group of friends that support our addiction, and we move away from the people who truly care for us. It could be parents, it could be family, it could be your children, it could be friends that you've left behind who are healthy, 
but you are no longer healthy, you're in deep with your addiction. So try to honor and attempt to reconnect with those people that might have uh, you might have moved away from. Be proactive to change and not reactive. You want to look at change as a good thing. You don't want to look at it as, oh, I don't ever get to drink again. I don't ever get to gamble again. That's not the proper language to use for your mind and your spirit. You want to look at your body, your mind, your spirit and say, I want to be healthier. I'm going to have a better life, a healthier life, and I'm going to make changes that are going to put me there. And one of the changes is quitting alcohol, cutting way back on alcohol. One of the changes is stop going to the casinos and stop gambling on the phone. Another change might be Balancing my diet, balancing my exercise, not being so busy all the time, making time for rest, making time for balance in my life. So your change has to be in a positive light, in a proactive light, and not because you have to. Know that you are the only person responsible for getting you healthy. You may have people who want you to get healthy. Your partner may want you to get healthy, your children, your parents, your friends, your co-workers. People in your life may want you to get healthy and break this addiction, but you are the only person who can do it, and you have to be the only reason you are doing it. Yes, we can use our relationships as motivation. I really want to make my family happy. I've been worrying them for so long. I want them to be at ease, and I want to do this for my children. You can have motivation, but at the end of the day, you have to want to get clean and sober because you want to get clean and sober, because you want a better life. You want to live longer. You want to be healthier. You want to be happier. You want to have energy and not be so irritable and heavy in your life. So the recovery has to be yours and it has to be for you and you are the only one that can do it. Keeping in mind, I'm going to give you some tips on recovery, but getting sober and getting clean and kicking habits and breaking addictions is not all the same for everybody. Everybody has their own path and way of doing it. Some people really do well with 12-step programs. Some people do well with cold turkey. Some people do well with just having a couple good friends and self-discipline, but it really is your journey. So you have to find what is going to work best for your personality style that's going to keep you on the right track. Be forgiving of yourself and be forgiving of others. What you expect of others and what you expect of yourself, sometimes we have high expectations. Sometimes we think people should think a certain way. Well, if you've been in an addictive state for a long time, people might have gotten used to you being the addict and not being who you were before you were the addict. And that addict part of you might not have been so nice, it might not have been so caring, it might have been reckless. And so building trust in relationships is going to have to happen. And so you have to forgive yourself for how you were while you were deep in the addiction. And you have to forgive others for not being quick to be happy for you because there might be a little trust broken there that needs to be rebuilt. And it can be, take your time, 
and some relationships might not be able to be re rebuilt. And this is when you want to really look into the 12-step program because they actually support you through this. Um, because making amends, not everybody accepts your amends. But you have to be okay with that. You have to know that you've done your best. You're on the right track now. You might have burned some bridges. But now you're moving forward into a healthy place. No feeling sorry for yourself. You want to... Do this because you want a better life. You can see the light at the end of the tunnel. You can see the joy that's on the other side of the addiction, the freedom, the hope. And you don't want to feel sorry for yourself. I never get to drink again. I'll never get to go to parties again. I'll never get to have sex again. I'll never get to eat that food again. Well, that's may be true that you might not get to do those things again but that's not a bad thing you learn a new way of living you learn a new lifestyle you learn how to manage your life in a happy way there are tons of people in the world who are sober and they're living very happy fulfilled lives our culture has brainwashed us into believing that without alcohol we can't enjoy life well that is very far from the truth and i encourage you to Choose a lifestyle of sobriety so you can experience true joy, sober joy. How do you know you're even being joyful if you're always self-medicated and in an altered state? You don't even know if you're happy or not because you're not even yourself. Wouldn't it be nice to be truly happy as yourself? Remember that tomorrow is a new day. So if today isn't perfect, you have another chance tomorrow. So never make... A frustrated decision, an angry decision, a permanent decision today because you've let yourself down, you let down those that you care about. It's okay. Some days are going to be bad, some days are going to be hard, some days you're going to backslide and go back into a regress state. That's okay. Tomorrow is another chance to get back on track. Nobody's perfect in their recovery. It's very hard to recover. So it's important that you get on track and you stay on track and then be forgiving to yourself if you happen to relapse. So here are some tips for trying to break your addiction. One is set a quit date. What's a date that you can stop? So it might be on a special anniversary, say on my birthday I'm going to stop, on Valentine's Day I'm going to stop, and set a date. And when you set a date, you start to build your intention. That doesn't mean you binge until that date. That just gives you a focus and builds up momentum in your mind, motivation, and discipline in your mind. And as you move towards sobriety, you want to make sure your environment supports it. So if you live in a home where there's lots of alcohol and you're trying to break free of alcohol, you may want to remove alcohol from your house. Drugs are the same thing. If you're trying to eat healthier and live a better life, you want to make sure your home environment supports that because it's very easy when you have access to just use again. So you want to remove easy access. You may need to change your friends. We talked earlier about reconnecting with people who support you. You may not be able to hang out with your heavy drinking friends or your heavy drug using friends right now because you're trying not to. So you need to make sure you use some wisdom in who you spend your time with. 
Create some distractions for yourself. Make a plan. If you usually sit down at the end of the night and drink, well, maybe that's the time that you should go to the gym. Maybe that's the time you plan a phone call with a friend. Maybe that's the time you get a new book and start reading. You want to find distractions that will keep you from using. Think about past attempts. If you've tried to get sober before, you tried to break the addiction before, look and see what worked and what didn't. And recall it so you can use that information to help you this time. If you know what works and what doesn't, that's make the path, makes the journey much easier. Create a support network. The 12-step program has a sponsor. You might want to reach out to friends who have chosen sobriety and make them your support network. Finding people who can support you, therapists, if you are having a hard time with this, really get a a support group, a therapist, a coach, people who can guide you. And one thing that's really important, especially with drugs and alcohol, gambling as well, I mean, these addictions really get into the physical body. So we have withdrawals when we don't have our addiction, when we don't have our vice, when we don't have our substance. Our body feels the pain of it. It wants it. It fiends for it. So we have to be able to manage that. So I would talk to your doctor if it's really extreme and see if there's something that you can do to take care of yourself. But in the meantime, I would encourage you to learn how to sit with the discomfort and be able to move through it or go to the gym, get some exercise, get out into some fresh air, go out into nature, do something to manage the withdrawals because it is a very physical and painful experience. Some people are not able to quit cold turkey, so they cut back gradually. So if you're a drinker or a drug user, start to wean off it. Maybe say, I'm not gonna drink during the week, only on the weekends. And then on the weekends, I'm only going to drink when I go out of the house. I'm not going to drink at home. Make little rules for yourself and really set some goals and cut back gradually. Look at your relationship with alcohol, with drugs, whatever your substance is and ask, how is it helping you? Is it making your life better? It might be just something that you've always done. It might be part of your family culture. It might be how you grew up seeing your parents drink and now you drink. It might make you feel like an adult examine your relationship and ask yourself why you even do this and then create plans and little goals for yourself to stop. Remind yourself why you are quitting. That's really important to be some motivation. I want a healthier life. I want to live longer. I want more energy. I don't want to be hung over all the time. I don't want to be irritable. I don't want to hurt my family and friends anymore. I don't want to live recklessly any longer. So give yourself some good motivation and reasons to why you're quitting. And this is very important piece and I hope you listen really closely here. Once you break the addiction, all of a sudden emotions come rolling in because there's a reason why you got addicted to a substance in the first place. It usually has to do with trauma, usually has to do with pain in life, childhood trauma, complex trauma, abuse, sexual molestation, neglect. Even if you watched your family have trauma and you didn't experience it yourself, if you watch your parents abusing each other, if you watch violence in the home, hear violence in the home, observing is just as bad for some people as experiencing it. 
So when you get sober, the reasons and the emotions and the traumas come rolling back in and they're completely clear and sober now. And that's why people start drinking again because it becomes really hard to see that and to feel those feelings. Many people drink, use drugs, and self-medicate because their traumas are too intense. And so this is the vicious cycle. You get sober and then the pain comes back. So you drink again so you don't have to experience the pain. So once you get sober and clean and you break the addiction, you right there staring you in the face is the reasons you picked up the addiction in the first place. And you have to face it. You have to process it. And I encourage you not to do it alone. I encourage you to get a therapist and a counselor, a support group, and work through the reasons you became addicted in the first place. Because without healing that, you're going to stay in a vicious cycle. You're going to stay in a cycle of addiction and it's going to be hard to break it. So even though it's hard and painful to face the traumas that caused the addiction in the first place, that's the only way you're going to be completely healed. And I encourage you to go down that path and go down that path with support. You do not have to do it alone. So here are some recovery mantras for you. So you can really talk to yourself in a positive way and uplift yourself. Strive for progress, not perfection. Nothing changes if nothing changes. No matter where I go, there I am. I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. Easy does it. Learn to live life on life's terms. One day at a time. If you want what you've never had, you must do what you've never done. What other people think about you is none of your business. Halt when you're hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. Acceptance is the answer to all my problems today. Do the next right thing. Revealing is healing, which is one of my favorites. Revealing is healing. When you share what you're going through, it helps the healing process. Grow through what you go through. I am okay in this moment. This too shall pass. I have survived. I will survive again. It's okay to feel this way. Failure is part of the process. My best is good enough. I encourage you, if you're listening to this podcast and you're in contemplation phase and you're getting ready to make the change, get supported. Get people who care about you and are on board and will cheerlead for you. Get professional support, a support group, a counselor, a therapist, a coach, a 12-step program, something that's going to be a support to you. Remind yourself you can do this. You have the power to do this and you don't have to do it all in one day. And you will have good days and you will have bad days. And that's okay. Just spend each day honoring your recovery like a child, like take care of it like a baby. You have to pay attention to it. You have to give it energy, give it love, give it support, be kind to it, be gentle with it because you're moving in a place that is new. It's You're being a newborn. And so let yourself be newly born into this new version of you. Get to know this new version of you, understand this new version of you and get to know why you ended up where you ended up in the first place. So doing the work of 
trauma healing, childhood pain, inner child healing, all that stuff is going to be important on this journey. So it's really important that you're not doing it alone and you get some support. I believe in you. I wish you all the best. And healing is yours. Sobriety is yours. Take your time. You will get there and it will be worth it. Thank you for joining me on You Are Not For Everyone podcast. I hope you're enjoying the podcast and that you will consider supporting the show in a few different ways. You can share it with friends, you can write a review, or you can quote unquote buy me a coffee. Go down to the episode description and click the link support the show and you can support us financially and just share it. Tell everyone you know, stay well, be healthy, and I'll see you next time.